Warning, this episode contains sensitive topics that may be triggering to some audiences. What's your favorite scary movie? Welcome to 13 Degrees of Screams where we watch and dissect your favorite spooky movies. I'm your host, Alex. And Stephanie. And this is a mostly horror podcast. This week, we stab some teenagers in Scream. Stephanie? Yeah. Have you seen Scream before we watched it? No. you never seen Scream? I think I saw one of the sequels. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. I can't even tell you which one. I just know that... Describe it. What happened? In the opening scene, two girls are sitting on the couch. Watching a movie? Watching a movie, and then the one stabs the other. That happens again because it was, like, fake. Yeah. That was four. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's all I saw. Mm. And then I didn't understand really any of, like, the, I guess, the little... I mean, I understood the mystery part of it, I guess, but not the callbacks to what came before. So now you have to watch two, three, four, five, and six. Apparently. Probably four again, honestly. It's been like yeah. 15 years. No, you have, to, you have to watch all of them. Mm-hmm. But here's the question now. Did you like it? Actually, yeah, I did. <gasps> Woo! <laughs> I thought it was very good. Okay, good. Because Scream is one of my favorite franchises, just point blank period, horror movie related or otherwise. See, that's why I found it funny that you asked me what topics I wanted to cover. And I was like, why didn't you just go ahead and claim Scream? Like, well, obviously. Uh, maybe you want to do Scream. I'm just being generous. That's all. Yes, I was giving very, you the option. You're very generous. <laughs> I tried. But I love Scream. I think every movie in the franchise, to varying degrees, is good. I don't think there's a bad Scream film at all. And Sydney Prescott is my favorite final girl. Really? Okay. Yes. I'm in love with her. Really? Yes. Oh. I will marry her. Jeez, okay. She gets married at some point. Spoiler. But but you'll stand in yeah, any time. Yeah. <laughs> I love her. Okay. I didn't know. I, I just like Nev Campbell, just generally. I mean, it's a cool name, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she plays Kiara in Lion King, too. Oh, does she really? Mm-hmm. I didn't Some know that. kid. You know what's really funny? Really random off-topic uh, fact. You know, do you remember the show Are You Afraid of the Dark from Nickelodeon? Yes. There was an episode called The Tale of the Dangerous Soup, and she was in it, and her last name's Campbell. Oh, that's funny. What are the odds? Yeah. Well, I guess it makes sense, because soup. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't think that was on purpose, but it was a fun coincidence, and I remember finding that out, and it was silly. There's a lot of, like, good callback actors that I've seen in other stuff, and can we talk about that briefly, or did you have... Um, no. Were you going to go into it in your notes? I don't know. It depends on what you were going to say. I wanted to talk about how much... Skeet Ulrich looks like Cole Sprouse, and it makes so much sense that they were casted as father and son on Riverdale. Oh, I did not mention that he was on Riverdale. Oh, yeah. So like, you think that's how look- I know Skeet Ulrich. You think they look alike? Similar? I think they look a lot alike, honestly. I didn't at, think that. At that age. Interesting. And mainly because of, like, the stringy bangs and stuff like just that. the hair. And, well, like, the white shirt and everything. Early Jughead. Not, like, when he gets, I don't know, when they go into another fucking dimension and stuff like that. <laughs> they go back in time. But yeah, that's what but, it is. like, first season Jughead looks okay. very much like him. Huh. Mm-hmm. I didn't even think that. Yeah. When Riverdale was good for a solid okay. season and two. I know. Also... Nev is in 
the craft and mm. Skeet Ulrich. Yeah, he's the boyfriend also. in that one too. Yeah, so they worked together before this. I forgot about that. Yeah. And also Tatum is Rose McGowan, and I have just rewatched Charmed, so I was like, oh, okay. ah, Paige. Yeah. And I was like, oh, Paige. <laughs> oh, Paige. <laughs> it's not going to work out well for you. <laughs> In Scream? Yeah. 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 She has a death that doesn't quite make sense, but that's okay. We had this rated as a seven. Do you agree with that? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe even a little higher eventually. It just depends on how everything pans out. I'm not going to say I was altogether scared of the movie. I will say, though, just because of how many, like, jump scares and stuff happen, that Mm -hmm. when I was home alone later that night, I did look behind a door or two because I was, like, just being careful. (laughs) You never know. Yeah. Could be there. Yeah. I think it's a good mix. I mean, I love the comedy aspect of Scream and the meta humor and all that stuff. Yeah. They often get kind of twisted around with me because I've seen clips of the original as well as Scary Movie. Mm-hmm. Parts and pieces, probably both of them. So, like, they've kind of, like, melded together before I actually watched it, the whole thing. Yeah. Scream is the main movie. Scary movie is, well, I won't say main, but one of the big ones that's parodied in Mm. Scary Movie. Are you ready to dive into some movie background? Yes, please. I tried to pare this down as much as possible. I could have kept going forever, but... (laughs) You know, there's some good facts. I'll I have. cut you off if it goes too far. Oh, no. I have some <laughs> bullet points at the end. I'm just like, we're just going to rapid fire some of these. So Scream is a 1996 American slasher film directed by Wes Craven and written by Kevin Williamson. The movie features a cast including David Arquette, Nev Campbell, Courtney Cox, Matthew Lillard, Rose McGowan, Skeet Ulrich, and Drew Barrymore. The story is set in the small town of Woodsboro and revolves around high school student Sidney Prescott and her friends who become a target of a costume serial killer known as Ghostface on the anniversary of her mother's murder. The screenplay aimed to poke fun at the cliches of the slasher genre that were popularized in films like Halloween, Friday the 13th, and A Nightmare on Elm Street. So this movie was actually called Scary Movie before it was changed to Scream. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. That's Um, funny. Yeah. Williamson's script attracted a lot of attention from various studios before Miramax Films acquired the rights. And despite initially declining the offer, Craven decided to wreck the film after reading the script, and he was determined to reestablish himself after facing setbacks in his career. So Wes Craven did Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, that makes sense with the callback with the janitor wearing mm-hmm. That was Freddy's Wes Craven, oh, really? by the way. Yeah. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. That's funny. Yeah. The involvement of Barrymore and Cox further supported the film's production. So later I'll talk about Drew Barrymore's whole situation with this movie. Oh, okay. So filming took place from April to June in 1996 in California with a budget of $15 million. Craven toned down the violence in response to conflicts with the Motion Picture Association of America over the desired R rating. They actually got the NC-17 rating at first, um, oh. just due to the amount of violence in the movie. So they actually had to tone it down just to get the R rating. Oh, shoot. Yeah, so there's a cut of this movie that's even more violent. Damn. Yeah, so despite initial concerns about releasing a slasher film during the holiday season, Scream grossed approximately $173 million worldwide, becoming an unexpected success and one of the highest-grossing films of the year. The movie received praise for its cast, performances, and unique meta humor, although some critics criticize its excessive violence and lack of suspense and favor for humor. Scream is now considered one of the greatest horror and slasher films ever made and is Credited with revitalizing interest in the horror genre during the 1990s. So, like, horror movies were kind of on the decline around this time, and especially like slasher, but Scream, like, really 
got it back oh. in the swing of things. So this is actually like a pretty important movie in the history of yeah, horror. Yeah, I knew it was like a big deal. I just didn't know all of the why. Oh, uh, yeah. People why? are like, mm, we don't like horror anymore. It's just stupid. <laughs> no sorry. So sorry. Uh, so, <laughs> so I have a bunch of like fun little facts I just bulleted at this point because like I said, I could have kept going on and on and on. Oh, no, there's a lot. <laughs> there's one, two, <laughs> there three, like four, three five, last six, time seven. I looked at the notes. <laughs> there's seven. Oh, okay, okay. Not that many. I just want to touch on some things because they're interesting, especially with casting. So Drew Barrymore was actually first set to play Sydney. Vanessa Shaw from Hocus Pocus, Allison, oh, and okay. Reese Witherspoon were also considered for Sydney, but Witherspoon was discounted because she looked too young compared to her other cast, and Williamson's choice, Molly Ringwald, believed she was too old for the part. The final choices came down to Alicia Witt, Brittany Murphy, and Campbell. So yeah, Drew Barrymore was set to play Sydney. But Drew wanted to play the part of Casey, and the marketing really wanted to push Drew and make it seem like she was the main character just to shock audiences. So if you look at, like, even the screen poster, Drew's, like, up in front. I was like, it is funny, too. Like, they had Drew Barrymore that they didn't include her as a main part. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so it's... I guess because she wanted to do that. Yeah. So they were just trying to trick people into thinking she was the main character. The and final then, girl. Yeah. Yeah. You find out at the very beginning to make it seem like, oh, no, but, you know, all bets are off with this movie. So that was the whole, like, marketing ploy with that one. Mm-hmm. So also Vince Vaughn was the studio's preferred choice for Billy Loomis, but he was too ill to audition. Really? hmm He did play the killer in one movie. It just came out recently, like a few years ago, like Freaky. You think so? Oh, where they switch bodies. Yeah, where mm-hmm. she switches bodies with the serial killer. I didn't see that. I wanted to, though. I didn't get a serial killer vibe from Vince Vaughn, honestly. Yeah. So I think that was probably for the best. <laughs> I didn't see it? Well, that he didn't get this part. Oh, he didn't. Oh, yeah. Well, that he didn't get to audition. In Scream. Yeah, yeah, gotcha. Yeah. Seth Green, Jason Lee, and Breckenmeyer were all preferred for Randy instead of Jamie Kennedy. Oh, okay. And then despite seeing Scream so many times like i didn't even have to watch this movie to talk about it for the podcast i did but i didn't have to i always forget how long like that final set really scene yeah. is it's 42 minutes really for that yeah. big final part and it took it's like half the movie mm-hmm. like they start at pretty much halfway point and then they end there mm-hmm. it took three weeks to film all that part so it's a huge house with a lot of people involved so yeah, yeah. that was actual house too Oh, really? It wasn't like a set or anything. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Yeah. So Matthew Lillard improvised a lot of his lines. Some of those including, my mom's going to be so mad at me, <laughs> and you fucking hit me with a phone, you dick. That was all <laughs> improvised because Ulrich uh, threw the phone near him as intended, but the sticky blood caused it to veer off and he inadvertently hit him. <laughs> that wasn't meant to happen. That's funny. Uh, <laughs> but he improvised those lines, so that was funny. I also like the line of, like, what was your mode of peer pressure? I'm very sensitive. <laughs> yeah, that was probably improvised, too. I don't know how much of it was, but, I mean, Stu, for being a killer, was a very good character. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Also, the title, Scary Movie, it remained late into the production, and it even appeared on the cast and crew's gifts for completing the film. Oh, really? Yeah, and a lot of people were not happy with the name change at the time. That was my last fact outside of the fact that Scream has 81% on Rotten Tomatoes with a critical consensus stating horror icon Wes Craven's subversive deconstruction of the genre is sly, witty, and surprisingly effective as a slasher film itself, even if it's a little too cheeky for some. Yeah. (laughs) 
Yeah, it's silly. It uh, is silly. I, I, I liked it a lot, actually. Like, I was like, maybe I'll watch the sequel sometime. It was good. Just come over, even if we don't watch it for the podcast, just to watch Scream. Well, I'm assuming eventually we will watch it for the podcast. Oh, you think so? We're going to do all six Scream movies? <laughs> I'm assuming eventually we'll just do a season where it's just, like, all sequels. <laughs> <laughs> Oops, all sequels. <laughs> yeah. That's what I would call it. Too. Oops, all sequels. <laughs> Are you ready to get into the plot? Yes. In the small town of Woodsboro, California, high school student Casey Becker is home alone when she receives a phone call from a person claiming to have the wrong number. The person persistently calls back to talk to her, and they discuss horror films until the caller gets creepy. <laughs> That's a word for it. Yeah. You just look, you know, just creepy. Just creepy. At, at first, he just kind of seems like persistent, like he wants a date or mm-hmm. something, but it's like a little too much. <laughs> yeah, but Home Dude's voice, that was enough. Like, just the voice alone. I'm like, no, Mm-mm. I don't care what you're saying. You could be like, hey, I love you, baby. And I'll be like, no. No, no. no All no, done. No. <laughs> he threatens her life and reveals that her boyfriend, Steve, is tied up on her patio. The caller demands she answer questions about horror films to save his life, but she gives an incorrect answer about Friday the 13th, and Steve is killed. Did you know that? I would have said Jason, too. Yeah, mm, um, I know. It was a I would have fucked over Steve. Have you ever seen the original? No. Or, yeah, it's the mom. Really? Jason's not even in the original. Really? He is technically at the end, but it's a dream. But anyways, yeah, he's not the killer in the first one. It's, a, it's an old lady. Well, damn. I had no idea. Surprise. Surprise. <laughs> No, I thought it was always Jason. Mm-mm. No, he didn't show up till the second. And in the second one, he didn't have his mask yet, like the hockey mask. I think he had a like a burlap sack over his head. See, I need to stop doing this to myself where I just like see random clips of horror movies. Is the ending of the first movie where he reaches up on the boat mm-hmm. and now he's the killer kind of thing? Yeah, but that's a dream. Oh, okay. Yeah, that didn't actually happen. I just screw myself over in every <laughs> in every movie in this genre, it seems. I'm just going to watch little bits and pieces, get no context whatsoever, and then put the pieces together. It's well, fine. let's just be honest. I've been doing this for 20 years. It was way before the podcast. <laughs> Stephanie's never actually seen a full horror movie in her life. <laughs> no, not really. <laughs> this is our horror movie podcast. Yep, yep. Oh, boy. <laughs> the only ones I've seen in full are the ones I've watched on here. <laughs> Casey attempts to escape the house, but is killed by someone wearing a ghost face costume, and her disemboweled corpse is hanged from a tree for her parents to discover minutes later. I will say this whole opening sequence, as like iconic as it is, it's so frustrating to watch because Homegirl did this to herself. <laughs> like, so many times she just stopped, looked behind her. Continued. Continues to hold the phone. Like, you don't need to take the phone with you. No, but also, like, even when she couldn't scream for her mom, she just stopped and tried to scream instead of continuing. And at the very least, she could have, like, thrown the phone or something. Right? Anything. Nope. Like, I'm sorry, Casey. You had that coming. You had no survival skills. No survival intuition. Right. And when she sees the car coming, I was like, that's your time. Run. Yeah. Run. No, she just stops. She just waits. She just watches him in the window looking around the house for her. I'm like, this is the time. <laughs> <laughs> the time is now. And even so, the way the house was, she could have went to the right and there was like no window there. She could have just like beeline straight mm-hmm. and the house was blocking her path. Like, I don't know. It does freak you out, though, when he says, like, guess what door I'm at. Oh, like, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Like, nah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. It, no, it's a very effective intro. But just when you really like think about what. 
she did slash didn't do. Yeah. You're just like frustrated at that point. Right. You're like, come on, girl. You could have. And also, why didn't she call the cops the first time she hung up on him? Like once he threatened her life, like that was enough. Like. Yeah. You'd think. She's like, mm. I'll just keep talking to him when he calls back. <laughs> why? You're so obsessed with me. <laughs> Steve's like, what? Are you trying to kill me or something? Like, <laughs> Basically, that's what she's doing. Oh, also, I had a question about the ghost face thing. Yeah. I know that they mentioned at one point that the ghost face costume is sold in stores mm-hmm. already all over the world, or at least like in their town or whatever. Mm-hmm. So did the costume become before the movie or? Yeah, the costume was just a costume. Really? Um, funny enough, the company that made the costume still owns rights to that. So... For example, the game Dead by Daylight, which I played, I'm sure I mentioned on the podcast already, has Ghostface in it. But he's not actually called Ghostface, I don't think, because of other copyright. But the reason he's allowed in the game as the likeness is because the company that made the mask allowed them to use that. So he can't be called Ghostface, per se. But since they own the rights to the mask itself still, he was able to be in the game. So, yeah, it was just like a costume. Interesting. Which I did, I didn't know that for the longest time. I thought they yeah, made it for the because no, I remember was, seeing it as a kid. But then I was like, yeah, it, of course it came out ninety six. So yeah, of course I saw it when I was out trick or treating. Yeah, stuff. I always assumed it was because of the movie that it was created. Yeah, no, it wasn't created because of the movie, but I think it got super popular because of the movie. Yeah, so that makes sense. yeah, no, it was just a costume, which what? is kind of disappointing. Yeah, when you think about it, but yeah, I guess it doesn't they, matter. They just went to a Halloween store and they're like, "This is the one." That's what they did with Michael Myers. <laughs> Oh, really? It's a William Shatner mask, spray-painted. Oh. From Star Trek. Well, then. Okay. (laughs) You're learning so much today. I know. (laughs) (laughs) The news media descend on the town as a police investigation begins. Teenager Sidney Prescott struggles with the impending first anniversary of the rape and murder of her mother, Maureen, by Cotton Weary, which is brought up in comparison when the news covers the current case. The trauma has made her unable to have sex with her long-term boyfriend, Billy Loomis. As her father, Neil, is traveling for work, Sydney waits home alone for her best friend, Tatum Riley, planning to spend the night at her house. Before we get to this, I just want to talk about when Billy shows up to her house. Mm -hmm. And just like, I was watching The Exorcist, made me think of you. (laughs) I'm just like, interesting. Yeah. I I see where he got with it, but I'm like, hmm, why? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. If someone said that to me, I'd be like, go no, away. No, as soon as this boy crawls in her window, he is like, red flag. <laughs> mm-hmm. And, like, at first, like, she's presented very innocently, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And then, like, he comes in. I'm like, they don't look like they would be together off the bat. At least to me. I guess I see it, but I don't know. Just, like, the things he says are very off-putting. Like The way he says them, too. Yes. I'm like... And Why are we so intense? Like, <laughs> Right. Like, I knew he was suspicious from the start, and I was trying to remember if I actually knew that for sure or if it was something I was just remembering. Mm-hmm. And I was, like, pretty sure you kill people. <laughs> <laughs> I've never even seen this movie, and I'm pretty sure you kill people. <laughs> but I was faked out, though, when they killed him for a second, when they killed him off. Oh, yeah. And you're like, oh, well, damn. Well, maybe he doesn't kill people. <laughs> yeah, I know. Tricks, but he does tricks, say all tricks, kinds tricks. of weird shit. So I was like, yeah, he's a killer. <laughs> <laughs> I see it. I would, I'd would. i be like, yeah, it's him. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> but then she does it, too, like with all of the movie comparisons. Like, what if our movie was a PG-13 movie? I know. Like, oh, what are you uh, doing? Okay, stop it. 
it's it is a little heavy handed. Yeah. But eh, yeah, forgive it. Yeah, whatever. They're 18. While waiting at her house for Tatum Riley to come and get her so then they can spend the night because of all the murders. Uh, she receives a call taunting her about Maureen's death and is attacked by Ghostface, who disappears just before Billy comes through her window. Mm. Yeah, suspicious. <laughs> a little bit. However, she becomes suspicious when he drops a cell phone and he's arrested by Deputy Sheriff Dewey Riley. <laughs> Deputy Sheriff Mr. Dewey Riley. Dewey Riley. <laughs> I, yeah, I was like, what's his name? I was like, just Dewey. <laughs> just Dewey. Just Dewey. Isn't like Dwight or something? Mm, yeah. D- doof, doofus. Deputy Sheriff Dewey Riley, <laughs> Tatum's brother. At the police station, Sydney has an altercation with investigative journalist Gail Weathers, who claims that Maureen had several affairs, including one with Cotton, and that he was wrongly accused of her murder. Sydney goes to Tatum's home but receives another taunting call from the killer. The calls are traced to Neil's phone, but the police are unable to locate him. Dun, dun, dun. Red herring. <laughs> but uh, Gail Weathers is. Yes great really you like her i think she's annoying well in this movie not great in the franchise she's great really okay oh my god she becomes one of the best characters Hmm. i mean i could definitely see people still not liking her but without spoiler she has a redemption arc let's put it that way where she's not like this all i really (laughs) understand about the sequels is that basically they all take turn being the killer there's a new killer every time, yeah. Yeah, so that to me makes me like, I mean, I like certain characters still, but I'm also like, you can never be like 100% sure that anyone's going to be completely innocent up until the end of the series. Exactly. Like, exactly. Which I, I get is the point, but. Also. Anyone's a suspect. Yes. Did you not listen to Randy? <laughs> Anyone's a suspect. Yes. <laughs> yes, I heard. <laughs> Everyone heard. The whole town. Mm-hmm. After his release, Billy encounters Sydney at school and further upsets her by comparing his mother's leaving to Maureen's death. And this is a horrible comparison, sir. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not quite the same. And it's all because he wants to get it on. Really? Right. All of it is just because he wants to get in her pants, really. And it That's not the Don't say that. This is not a way to like persuade someone to have right, sex with you. Like, right. Like this is just like when my mom left. Like, what do you mean? <laughs> no, I'm fairly certain she's like still alive. Yeah, she's just not like by you anymore. Maybe you suck. Like, <laughs> yeah, maybe it's your fault. Maybe it's because you sucked. Oh my god, yeah, dude, uh, it's so frustrating. Mm-hmm. After suspending school in the wake of the murders and enforcing a curfew, Principal Hembry is stabbed to death in his office. <laughs> Bye. I also find it weirdly dark that everyone is just like putting on the mask and going like boo every time mm. they're alone like, yeah but you know people would do that though yeah I know. like that's so realistic like, it, i guess it is yeah people would for sure yeah i mean you see videos of like people like a mass shooting or something and people just like making light of it all the time mm. you know people that's would. upsetting it is but people are terrible mm-hmm. you know they would do that yeah so that that's what he was doing right before he got stabbed in the office <laughs> And that's when Ghostface was behind the door. So that's mm. why I was like, oh, gotta check behind those doors. <laughs> yeah. Well, also, earlier, there's, or is it earlier? Shit. When Sydney's in the bathroom. Did that happen before this part? I admitted it. Sorry. Go oh, ahead. Oh, no, sorry. Well, there's a part where Sydney's in the bathroom and she overhears like two people like talking about her, calling her crazy and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then Ghostface is just in there. He's like in a stall. Like, that doesn't make sense. He, was he just like waiting and hoping for Sydney to show up? I know. He must have been standing on the toilet there for like 10 minutes mm-hmm. in like 
a lot of it is very circumstantial, oh, I guess. Yeah. But. He just how was Ghostface here? Like <laughs> he was just waiting in the bathroom all day, just yeah. like she's gotta come here sometime. Yeah. It is the girl's bathroom. <laughs> yeah. Ghostface just he does just appear and reappear basically yeah. when it's convenient. Which is crazy. I mean, I guess it makes more sense when you find out that there's two of them rather than you already told us. So <laughs> did I? Kind of. Oh shit. <laughs> We know Stu, oh, and yeah. then we already talked about how Billy must kill people, so. He must. He must. There's no <laughs> way it's not him. <laughs> so, I guess it makes more sense why they appear like that, but still strange. Yeah, no, there's no way. That makes no sense. Because <laughs> No. <laughs> to celebrate the school closure, Stu Mocker, Tatum's boyfriend, hosts a party at his secluded home. Dewey and Gail keep watch on the party in case the killer strikes again. During the party, Tatum is asked to grab more beer in the garage, where she ends up locked in and confronted by Ghostface. She attempts to slip out a dog door in the garage door, but Ghostface hits the button so it reels up and crushes her. That would not happen. You don't think so? No, that wouldn't hold anyone's weight. I guess that's true. How strong is this <laughs> garage door? <laughs> but yeah, no, there's no way. Could you but How strong? That would be a selling point. If I sold that garage door opener, I'd be like, someone died because it was so powerful. <laughs> that would not be a selling point. Why not? It's very reliable. It could lift somebody. There's no way it's never not going to open. I guess so. I would put her dead body on an advertisement. <laughs> a picture be, of her through the doggy door. That would be in poor taste. <laughs> but it might sell some garage door openers. <laughs> But it did break, though, after it went up. Oh, that's because her body was in the way. <laughs> Well, yeah, I guess so. But, but it was yeah. determined. <laughs> Unfortunately, she, her body was in the kind of in the way. <laughs> but it was so strong, it killed her. Like, holy. I assumed it was just because, like, of how her neck was positioned. It, like, snapped her neck. Yeah. No, that's probably what it was. But it's still yeah. strong. Also, I think in the original movie, they was, like, duking it out in the garage. <laughs> I think that's how she was supposed to die. Yeah. When she... Got out the bottles. I was like, oh, I hope she doesn't just drop all of them. And then it's just like, I have nothing to defend myself. Oh, she with. fought back. Yeah, no. She, like, like, he takes a lot of wear and tear, actually. He, they do. Yeah. The ghost faces. Ghost mm -hmm. faces. Mm -hmm. Throughout the whole series. Yes. Always fallen. Always. always yeah. I'm like, how are these people? <laughs> and then they just show up looking normal, though. Like, yeah. they didn't get any injuries. Right. Mm. 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 Yeah. Billy arrives at the house to reconcile with Sydney, and they finally have sex. Meanwhile, down the stairs, fellow classmate Randy Meeks explains the rules to survive a horror movie. Would you like to explain the rules? Oh, shit. Oh, I'm putting me on the spot. I figured you'd just know them offhand. Well, it's don't have sex. Don't, don't drink, drink or do drugs. And don't say, I'll be back. Because you won't be back. And everyone's a suspect. Everyone's a suspect. There's like oh. a couple others, too, I think, from the sequels Those were just that the were added on. Oh, sequels? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I was like, kind of confused which ones to add and which ones not. Oh, yeah. So the second one is all about, like, the tropes of a sequel. And then four is all about a new millennia. And then, like, Scream 5 is, like, reboots. No. That's why it's called. So a little context. When you texted me, are you watching the remake or the original? <laughs> I'm like, well, Scream 2022 isn't a remake. And you're like, oh. It's kind of like, you know how, like, sometimes now they have movies where it's the same exact title, but. It's like a sequel, basically. It's I guess, but I always have to ask, because if it's the same title, I'm going to assume. No, I know. Exactly. But they're kind of playing with that trope yeah. of that happening. Okay. It's it's like a reboot, -quel, reboot, 
sequel kind of a thing. Okay. That's why it's just called Scream, because they were playing around with that whole thing. But yeah, I, I wouldn't. So it's not the original Sydney story. No. Not Sydney's even, in it, but. But not even that. What do you mean? So <laughs> reboot, uh-huh. in my opinion, would be just like, kind of like, let's all do it again. Like, Yeah. No. It's, but then you say it's a reboot quill. <laughs> so uh, that's why I was wondering if it was like Sydney's original story, just with a different actress. No. Okay. People would probably freak out if they recasted her, right? Yeah. <laughs> After discovering Hembry's murder, most of the party goers leave to see his hanging body. I'm like, wow, exciting. I was like, why would you want that? I guess they hate him. I guess so. Really badly. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't be like, woo. But I'm like, oh, I guess if we have to go see the dead body. <laughs> really? I, no, God, girl. <laughs> I can't even watch a horror movie without getting sick. I think the morbid curiosity in me would be like, I wonder. <laughs> but uh, there's no way in hell. Uh-uh. I watched Saw. I'm like, woo. Because yeah. he was like gutted. Right. That's true. Nope. And they are so excited that they nearly run over Dewey and Gale and inadvertently lead them to Neil's hidden car. Dun, dun, dun. Which is what, which it's like, oh, why is it by Stu's house? Mm, yeah. Interesting. Right. Hmm. <laughs> they didn't really even question that. They're right. Like, oh, They're hey. like, yeah, he's out here. He must be after Sydney, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> They're like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's his car. Where is he? <laughs> Weird he didn't return home to kill his daughter. Yeah. In the bedroom, Sydney suggests that Billy may have used his phone call in jail to call her at Tatum's the other night, when suddenly they are attacked by Ghostface and Billy is stabbed. And it's funny because he asks her, like, what else do I need to do to make you believe me? And then he comes in and stabs him. And then he's just like, Sydney? Like, with his (laughs) arms open, like, see? Yeah. See what I've done? It's not me. (laughs) It isn't me. (laughs) That would be compelling. I'd yeah. be like, yeah. I guess it wasn't you, I huh? mean, that, he's there. <laughs> you're, and you're here. they're being stabbed, so. <laughs> I don't know. It's still suspicious to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So he's like, I don't know. Maybe you cloned yourself. You think about that? <laughs> right. <laughs> like, oh, my God. Skeptic. So Sydney runs outside evading Ghostface, who kills Gail's cameraman, Kenny, and stabs Dewey when he returns. Fucking do we get stabbed? I know. Oh god, carnage! It's a lot. You think it's a lot of dead bodies? You think Dewey's dead too? Because he's yeah. just like, Tch. right. Gail attempting to flee in her van crashes and is knocked unconscious. They assume she's dead, and I was like, uh, she's probably fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we yeah. should maybe go check on her. But okay, nah, they're like, she's yeah, she's definitely dead. It's fine. Yeah. When Stu and Randy appear outside and accuse each other of being the killer, Sydney locks them out of the house and sees Billy seemingly wounded fall down the stairs. Billy allows Randy inside before shooting him in the shoulder, revealing himself as the killer. What? And Stu is his accomplice. What? what? We just saw him get stabbed. But wait, it was corn sharp. Yes. Also, I became suspicious of Stu as well during the chase scene with Sydney because I was like, Oh, so it's obviously someone that knows this house really well mm-hmm. to be able to, like, round around and find her, like, and meet her face-to-face when she's running from him. My God, Detective Stephanie. Yeah, I'm so smart. <laughs> <laughs> you figured it out. Yeah, but I was also suspicious of Randy. Randy Meeks? Yeah, a little, little bit. Randy? A little bit, just because he wanted to get with Sydney. Yeah. He had a little bit of a motive, but Billy had, like, a little bit too big of a reaction, I think, in the video store. So 
I was like, Randy's like my third guess. <laughs> oh, okay. So well, when Billy, Stu. Mm-hmm. Randy. Randy. Yeah. Okay, you're right. Yeah. You got it. Yeah. Work. At first, they claim to have no motive, but then Billy confesses that they killed Maureen because he discovered her affair with his father and deemed it responsible for his mother leaving. So he just fucking kills everybody. Yeah, I was like, that's just one person, though. Like, why, why everyone? Right, it's literally not even Sydney's fault. Like, right. she didn't have any... What? Also, like, you just got with her just to plan to kill her? Yeah, they've been dating, like, two years. Oh, so they... I think that's what they oh, said, because he see, said, like, you I haven't been correct. the same since your mom died, yeah, so but, I think that implies at least they were dating beforehand, before her mom died. Right, but the affair could have been going on for a while, and then he's like, oh, I'll get with Sydney, kill her mom. The long game. This He waited a year I guess to re- kill, start killing again. Yeah, I guess so. Maybe the last time he sneaks into her room was the last straw of getting into her pants. So he's like, I guess I'll just I guess I'll kill do her. the whole killing spree thing <laughs> yeah, instead. If she won't have sex with me, I might as well just kill her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, Casey's like, bro, what did I do? Right. <laughs> like, what the hell? I know. Like, they kill so many random people that you're like, I guess I get the principle, but mm-hmm. everybody else, I'm just like. Why? Yeah, I don't see why. Just yeah. for funsies, like Stu kills his own girlfriend too, and right. It's like, what? Oh, I also had to ask Billy, you. But yeah, regardless. I had to ask you. Do you think that they switched so then they wouldn't have to do the killing of their significant? Oh other? no, they probably. Well, Stu's a psycho, so he probably liked it. They probably got like they didn't care. They yeah. don't think they care. You don't think so? No, because if Stu really cared, Tatum didn't have to die. Yeah, <laughs> he just left her alone. <laughs> I don't know. Well, so I was wondering if Billy was the one in the garage. When Stu was obviously the one chasing Sydney because he had stabbed Billy to make it look like he was innocent. Yeah. So I was wondering if they switched places so then they wouldn't have to stab the other's yeah. girlfriend. At least they're a little considerate. Oh, yeah. oh how romantic. Yeah. I'll kill your girlfriend so you don't have to. Yeah. Yeah. She seems nice. So the pair abducted Neil to frame him for their crimes, planning the voice-changing device and cell phone on him, and foolishly decide now is the time to stab each other to portray themselves as left for dead. I'm like, Sydney's still here watching you. Well, they're going to kill her, so. I guess, but I was like, maybe we just kill everyone, get them out of the way, and then do the stabby stabs. You'd think, Mm -hmm. but no. Look, they may be capable of killing, but they're not capable of a good thought or a smart plan. Well, I mean, I guess you could argue, like, up until this point, they were doing okay, you know, but just because no one knew that who was, who yeah. it was. And the police were believing that it was Sydney's dad, and that's what they intended. Yeah. So. But they had a showboat and make a whole big speech. And mm. when, like, they go leave, they both leave her, which we're coming up in a second. But they both leave her in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. Dumbass. They yes. deserved it. <laughs> Gail returns with a gun, but the safety is on, and Billy takes it from her, leaving her wounded outside. A few minutes later, she comes back, which gives Sydney the chance to hide and call Billy to let them know she's called the cops. The pair freak out, and Sydney surprises Billy by jumping out of a closet dressed as Ghostface and stabs him. When she tries to remove the costume, Stu attacks her and kills him by dropping a television set on his head. Billy then attempts to stab Sydney, but is shot by Gail. After Randy remarks that horror film killers revive for a final scene, Billy sits back up and Sydney shoots him in the head, killing him. Bye. 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 Not my movie. No. (laughs) (laughs) Stupid. (laughs) It was. As dawn breaks, Neil is rescued. 
Dewey is taken away by ambulance, and Gail provides an impromptu news report about the night's events. I love the part when Gail comes back and Billy says she looked dead, and then Stu goes, she still does. (laughs) (laughs) I love that part. Yes. (laughs) That's a good one, too. I wish they would have kind of, like, maybe they continue it on the sequels. Do they acknowledge whether or not Cotton was released for... Do you want me to tell you? He comes back as a killer. I'm assuming because <laughs> one of the rules I saw was anything that happens in the beginning or like in the original plot or something can pertain to why someone will stab you <laughs> in the future. So I'm assuming he'll come after Sydney and her friends for being wrongfully accused. You want to confirm? Do you want me to tell you? Sure. I'm spoiling the movies. Should sure. I tell you? No, he does not. No, really? Okay. That would be an obvious one for me, but. He is in two and three, but he's not a killer. Mm. He's not happy with Sydney, but he doesn't try to kill her. (laughs) Well, good. I guess that would be too obvious. Yeah. Do you want to know who the killer is? Well, no, no, now that I don't know. Okay. I want to tell you so bad. I'm going to talk about all the movies, but it's fine. We can watch the sequel sometime. Woo! Scream (laughs) doobie! Woo! woo. Oops, all sequels. (laughs) Oops, all sequels. All right, you ready to hear about the topic? Yes. We actually have two. Ooh. Because we got a lot. Okay. So this is from the article called The True Story of Danny Rowling, the Gainesville Ripper Who Inspired Scream. So Scream was inspired by a real-life series of events. So in 1990, over the course of four days, Danny Rowling committed a series of terrifying murders taking the lives of five University of Florida students. Despite extensive media coverage, Rowling evaded capture for the murders until he was arrested for an unrelated burglary charge. It was during his arrest that he confessed to the brutal crimes, earning him the moniker of the Gainesville Ripper. Rowling's troubled upbringing in Shreveport, Louisiana, was marked by his father's abusive behavior and a tumultuous family life. His experiences with abuse, abandonment, and his mother's mental health struggles shaped his early years. These formative experiences, along with a predisposition for aggressive tendencies and poor impulse control, were harbingers of the violent acts he would later commit. Struggling to cope with his tumultuous upbringing, Rowling turned to music and later drugs and alcohol. His life continued to spiral as he faced challenges in the military, challenging relationships, and a string of petty crimes and thefts. His criminal activities extended across multiple states, and he experienced several stints in the criminal justice system, including prison escapes and job instability. Tragically, the cycle of abuse perpetuated as he committed further acts of violence, including the killing of three victims in Shreveport, 24-year-old Julie Grissom, her father Tom Grissom, and her nephew, 8-year-old Sean. After a failed attempt to start a new life in Florida, Rowling's violent tendencies escalated as he embarked on a spree of heinous crimes. So this brings to the actual crime that inspired Oh, really? Scream. Not just this one? Not all that. All that was just getting uh, to all where we're All that's build-up. Okay. Yeah, that's all just build-up. This is the actual string of murders that inspired Ooh, already Scream. pretty bad. Yeah. But it started on August 24, 1990. Uh, Danny broke into the home of Sonia Larson and Christina Powell, both incoming freshmen at the University of Florida in Gainesville. Rowling followed them home, broke into their house, and simply overpowered them. Thus began the streak of the Gainesville Ripper. Rowling covered both of the young women's mouths with duct tape before he bound their hands. He forced one young woman to perform oral sex on him before he raped, stabbed, and killed her. He returned to Sonia's dead body and raped her again. 
Rowling went so far as to cut off the girl's nipples and keep them as a grisly trophy of his actions. The next day, Rowling killed Krista Hoyt in much the same fashion. He broke into her residence, and after he raped her, he removed her nipples and placed them beside her. Rowling cut off her head and sat her upright at the edge of the bed. Then he put her head on a bookshelf. By now, news of the murders had spread across the university. Authorities put out as much information as they could to try to catch the suspect, and students slept in groups and took every precaution they could think of. Despite this, the Gainesville Ripper killed one more time. On August 27th, which was just a few days later, Rowling attacked Tracy Pauls and Manuel Taboada, both 23. He killed Manuel while he slept. Then he killed Tracy. Authorities feel Rowling did not manage to mutilate these bodies because he may have been in danger of getting caught or was otherwise interrupted. These murders all occurred less than two miles from each other around the University of Florida. The Gainesville Ripper's reign of terror resulted in cancellation of classes, mass student exodus, and a pervasive climate of fear and paranoia. The impact of these horrifying events reverberated far beyond the immediate victims, leaving an indelible mark on the University of Florida and the wider community. Mm-mm. But on his deathbed after he got caught, he sang— But he did serve time. He did, yeah. Okay. So on his deathbed, he sang a hymn-type song that rambled on for five verses. He called on the tunes of his childhood when he learned how to play guitar to find peace before his execution. I don't want that for him, to be honest. (laughs) I know, right? He has some serious, like, Richard Chase vibes. I'm not familiar with him. He was the vampire of Sacramento. I think that's what they called him. He was not mentally well, and he assumed, like a vampire, that if anyone's door was unlocked, he was welcome to go inside and just do awful, awful things to them. When they found him, he was carrying, like, the remains of a baby's brain in a bucket. Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, because he believed that he needed to eat blood, and he was killing, like, multiple rabbits in town and stuff like that because he thought rabbits were keeping him going and stuff he oh my was God. very messed up yeah yeah i would say yeah yeah thanks mm-hmm. so that was him so that was those are the murders that inspired scream and we did have one little other topic we asked on social media if anyone got any scary calls before Ooh, okay. so we're gonna read two instances from a listener megan of two creepy calls that she got oh okay hi megan hi megan <laughs> Thanks, Megan. (laughs) Yes, thank you. So I'm just reading verbatim from her email. So Okay. So one was actually when I was in my late teens, like 18 years old, and I had signed up for one of those phone calling apps that give you a temporary number. Going to be completely honest with this one, I was a young adult and broke and used it when I didn't pay my phone bill. If you connect to the Wi-Fi, you can use it. Anyways, I remember getting a voicemail. I was like, hmm, that's weird because it went straight to voicemail and it was a caller from Russia. And I knew absolutely nobody, even remotely in that area. I mainly used it for when I worked during my younger adult years to talk to family and friends. Anyways, I'm listening to this voicemail, and it's in Russian, but the guy went in and out of English every now and then. And I remember it being something about how he was pissed off about how this guy isn't at the building, and that he basically was going to beat up the guy if he doesn't show up. As I'm listening, another message comes in. Another voice message. He left another one and said the guy had like 30 minutes to show up or he was leaving. But in between the words, he was saying it legit sounded like a dial on an old radio was being turned. So as I'm like, well, dang, what do I do with this? Because that's the thing is it didn't sound like a prank at all. Like, you know how you kind of tell this was not it. I genuinely was scared listening to it. It sounded like I shouldn't have even heard it. 
almost like wrong place, wrong time feeling. That was it. So then I was like, what should I do? A call comes in. I answer it. And I heard heavy breathing. I didn't say anything. And don't ask me why, but I stayed on the phone. The guy said something in Russian, so you answered in English, and he just kept breathing. I then hung up the phone and was absolutely terrified. I knew deep down that I was not supposed to answer that phone call. Total fight-or-flight feeling. After that, I submitted to get a new number and never got any weird phone calls. So that was that one. Mm. Weird phone calls from Russia. Angry guys from Russia. It sounds like he was supposed to do a job or something. I mean. Oh, no. Or the, the other guy owed him something. Maybe. Yeah, maybe it was like an exchange yeah. situation. Mm. I don't know. Yeah. But. No good. No good. <laughs> Get a new number. And she did. So thank God. Yeah. And then she had one other weird phone call. She says, another phone call I had that was weird was when I got my first phone and was having a sleepover with my friends. And with this phone, I was on a payment plan, not like my temp number. I had to have been like 13 at the time. We were in my room and I got a phone call. I answered and all I heard was a song being played. It was Walking After Midnight by Patsy Cline. And while the song is super pretty, hearing it randomly on a phone call is weird. For oh, sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it's just a little some, some entertainment. What's, what's wrong with that? Of course, my friend saw my face and the weird look I had, and I said someone was playing music. My one friend took the phone from me and yelled, is this a prank? Stop calling. An hour passed and my phone rings again. Same thing. Freaked out, I ended up shutting my phone off for the night. Of course, us being teens, we started making up freaky stories about what it could be and why this number kept calling. I specifically remember writing it down, and it's a number I never forgot. I randomly got calls from it within the following year at random times. And if it went to voicemail, it would be static. Then one night, me and my friends dared each other to call it. And when we did, it was a lady, but she didn't have a clue what I was talking about. To this day, I haven't had a phone call, but every time I hear that song, it sends chills down my back. Hmm. It's a very weird song to prank people with. I don't know that song, actually. When I walk in after midnight, searching for you. Very old and uh, like okay. a little bluesy, I guess, would be the word. But yes, old, like... <laughs> Like Mama Cass, kind of. Oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah. I'd be like, please stop. Yeah. A nice like, song, but please stop. Yeah, thank you, but no thank you. No thank you. <laughs> it's not like an ominous song. Like she said, it's pretty, but yeah, strange choice. Mm-hmm. So it almost makes me think it's not a kid. No, it's probably that old lady. She's like, I don't know what the hell was going on. I was just playing my music, and then uh, who the hell are you? She kept butt dialing this. Yeah. <laughs> she kept butt dialing poor Megan for a year. While she was just playing this one song. This is my favorite song. It's the only song I know. That is weird, though. I hope that was the case, because yeah. that would be the most innocent. Exactly. That's probably what it was. Just old lady. Yeah, yeah. She had no idea she called you. So we also had a friend... Tell us a little story about a creepy phone call that her parents got about her brother. So her name's Kat. Hi, Kat. Hi, Kat. So her story, she said, back in the 80s, my parents got a phone call that my brother had been kidnapped from school and what they'd have to do if they ever wanted him back. They, of course, called the police, but then they went up to the school to get more details and my brother was in class. So he was fine. They later found out that it was loosely tied to a politician. They later figured out that it was connected to a relative of his, and they had no idea why he did it. (laughs) So someone that was related to them was doing this? Yeah, connected to the relative of the politician. 
And like, why? Why would your relative joke about having your son as a hostage? I don't like, know. And like, I have no idea. I don't. I don't know the details. That's not okay. <laughs> no, no. Wait, you mean calling someone and telling them their son? Was kidnapped? Yeah, cut off after that, I think. <laughs> yeah. I think so, they've gone too far. <laughs> that's terrifying, though. Could you imagine? No, that's awful. Panic I mean, I'm glad person. he was in class, obviously. Yeah, like, yeah I mean, we know, we know him. We know him. He's fine. Yeah. <laughs> so, but that's scary as shit. Yeah. Jeez. Don't do that, people. Yeah, obviously. I think the main thing that you can learn from this is, like, one, lock your doors. I don't care if you say that you live in, like, a quiet neighborhood where all the houses are, like, so many miles away. Mm -hmm. Most murders are people that you know anyway, so lock your fucking doors. (laughs) Do that. Thank you for listening. If you listen on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, giving us a five-star rating is super helpful, and we will always appreciate it. You can find us on social media at 13 Degrees of Screams. This has been 13 Degrees (laughs) of Screams, and we will see you next week. When I walk in after midnight. I'm sorry, Megan, I won't do this to you. <laughs> yeah, I was just, I, you have a song right there for you. Yeah. So, perfect. Thanks, Megan. Yeah.